This podcast is brought to you by Legacy Power. Gain insight from speakers around the country in essential areas of our lives. Each episode will cover various topics on productivity, family and friend relationships, physical and mental well-being, finance, leadership, and overall self-help. We've got a special guest, Jory Sullivan, um, now a resident of sunny Florida, Sunshine State, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely sunny. I think it's something ridiculous, like 90 degrees right now, 82 degrees in February. Oh, my. Or March, March, sorry, March. We're in March already. Time's flown. Time has flown. It has flown by. Jory, we're super grateful for you and excited to have you on our on our episode we um we have a lot to cover i i have a lot of questions for you i i know you you know just for our audience just to kind of intro who you are um you work um at legacy power as solar provider um you've been with legacy for the past well since the beginning right uh, almost four and a half years um september 1st 2020 my fifth anniversary at legacy oh my gosh and you, you're um, not quite number one uh, installer, but right on up there. You've had you have over 300 personal installs. You just hit that recent milestone, right? Yeah, I just hit that milestone uh, earlier this week, um, and just had 301 today at a record-setting pace in Florida. It's never been done before on a high level, um, <laughs> on a bigger company scale. So um, I feel very confident about the next 300. Dang. Seven days, right? Seven days, yeah, from enrollment to install. Um, and That's unheard of. That's unheard it is of. unheard of. It is unheard of because other companies um, are doing cycle times anywhere from 30 to 70 days. Yep. Right? Yep. You, so you came to Florida um, a while back. You actually started in South Carolina, right? Yeah. Um, and before solar, you were in alarms. You did alarms for a long time. I remember you as, you know, you were kind of an industry name. Um, you were, you had a personal brand a little bit there and everyone, everyone should know who Jory Sullivan is, is if you're in sales, um, summer sales, I guess. So gl- grateful to have you on the call, man. A um, little bit about you. You grew up in Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Coos Bay, North Bend, and uh, Vanita, Eugene. It's kind of like together, but separate. Um, I grew up in those two locations throughout my childhood. So go Beavers. Go Beavers. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I, I embody the underdog mentality until I'm six feet under. Um, and so a lot of people think of the Oregon Ducks. Um, I say go Beavers. Okay. Okay. I was going to ask you. So tell me a little bit about your childhood. You, you were, it was fascinated me. You were, you kind of grew up not with, you know, like a lot of us where um, you were a little, I would say underprivileged, right? Like tell us a little bit about your childhood, go into that, what kind of happened throughout your, your youth and, and how it kind of led you into sales. Okay. Um, starting off with a loaded question. I, I, I like to keep it real raw and honest and an open book. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I never knew my dad. Um, you know, I was awarded the state 
and um, my mom had to get clean to get me back. Um, and when she did get me back, she I remember like clockwork on the second day of first grade, I came home and, and mom never came back. And, oh. and, uh, and so my grandma came and got me and my three siblings and, and she raised us. Um, she raised us for the next, you know, 10 years. Um, oh my gosh. yeah. And, uh, that's deep, man. That's, that's hard growing up. I would say, you know, I, my, my parents were divorced. I, I grew up in a split home, but, um, but that's tough. How did you, how did you deal with that mentally? Was there a moment where you just kind of, have you forgiven your mom or have you forgiven your dad? Like, what, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know my dad at all. Um, okay. I, I don't hold any kind of grudge against anybody I did for years, but as I developed, I decided it's not worth it. Um, you know, I forgive my mom. Um, she did visit me when, uh, when I was, geez, when I was 20, after I had my first child, she was last time she visited me and you know, things didn't go well and we haven't talked since. And so there is, there is nothing. I wish the best for them. I forgive my grandma, my grandma, bless her heart, four kids, 60 years old, trying to raise four kids on her own. Um, you know, went from, you know, living with people to apartments, the a trailer, uh, yeah, but a uh, fifth wheel at one time, and and then she finally saved up enough money to buy a sixty thousand dollar home, a down payment, you know, and uh, and when I was sixteen, you know, we had a we had a tough conversation, um, and she didn't, we didn't think it was best for me to stay in the home, and and so, um, you know, I got awarded the state, uh, emancipated myself, and and. Uh, I'm so grateful that I went to Nike running camp, the mountain running camp. No one goes running camp anymore, but I went to running camp and uh, I met a friend um, that I didn't really know at all. And, and he is back before email. So I think it was like 2006 or something like that, 2005 and yeah. our back towards phones and our texting and all the craziness. And he said, if you ever need anything, give me an email. And, yeah. and uh, when my, my mom, my grandma, I call her my mom, but my grandma and I, well, she really kicked me out. Um, she, you know, I, yeah, I had no place to go, and, and so I said, "I need a favor," and he said, "Sure." And you guys were just up. like pen pals at that at that point. You yeah, guys- we, we we created a connection. You know, we were yeah. we were, we were in a tent. We had no running water in the mountains, um, in the okay. Steens Mountains in Oregon, and and we created the over the week we created this bond, this friendship. It was people from all parts of the Oregon came together, the, all the solo runners, and and we won the whole entire event and. And this bond was formed, Tent Nine, um, and and I, it just so happened that his family uh, like hosted exchange students. It didn't host that year, and it happened to be perfect timing. Oh wow, what a what a crazy story! I without them, I don't know if I would have graduated high school because I, I probably yeah. wasn't on the road to graduating high school in that moment. And so I'm ever for, grateful for that family. So. It, would you say that that was pretty much one of your your pivotal moments in your life of like if that wouldn't have happened that would have been so would you know I don't know the plan the plan of of our great creator obviously is um is, we we can't predict what goes on in our what the plan is for us but 
how would it have been different if you wouldn't have gone there and and uh, met someone like that? I really don't know, and but I can look at I can look at my brother, you know, constantly in and out of jail and, and addicted to, to drugs. Yeah, um, you know, just like my mother was um, when she left, and so um, I definitely see the way the route I could have went with wow. his influence. Absolutely. I mean, you really had, you, you kind of came out of that environment um, better and kind of knowing a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel, what life could be like. And you've learned, learned from different families, um, specifically that one, um, how you could be living. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw, you know, they, they had a ranch and I, and a farm and, and I saw, you know, how, you know, money can change and family dynamics can change um, yeah. anybody's situation. And, uh, you know, I just got really lucky. They're a running family. I didn't have a car and I lived in the country. So I ran everywhere. Um, and all we did was run and I got pretty good at running and I was able to get a track scholarship to a small school in Iowa. Um, and um, I, I remember I was 20 minutes from catching that train. Um, I was 20 minutes late. The train was 30 minutes late. So I caught that train just in time. And I had like two 70s, 70 style, uh, 1970s style suitcases mm. on that train. And um, I stopped by this city called Salt Lake City. I read about history books, the LDS religion, didn't know much about it. And someone sat down next to me and, uh, and said, hey, like, you can make $10,000. And that was in 2007 one summer cause I made 8,000 and I said I was in and I didn't care what it was, but I knew I couldn't go back to washing dishes, running five miles to work, running five miles back from yeah. work. And, and I was so bad. They wouldn't even let me be a waiter. Um, and so I knew I had to make a change and, and, and I, it perfect timing because I, the summer before, um, I made that decision. I think, there's two times a person's born. It's either, you know, it's when they're or two times a person uh, kind of has a defining moments when they're born and, and when they decide what their, 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 their why is or their goal is or their passion is. Yep. And I was 16 years old and I decided that, you know, I want to be a millionaire and I want to be a father and husband and, and the father and husband obviously they come back the next year, but the road to making money and seeing the entrepreneur um, lifestyle, put me on that train 20 minutes late and it was 30 minutes late. Wow. Wow. That, that was definitely divine intervention for that, <laughs> that, that train being late. That's crazy. So that, that's how you were recruited. Yeah. Some guy, sharp guy sat down next to me and said, Hey, you look like a sharp guy. You can do this job. Wow. That, that just is mind blowing. The, the fact that someone had the, the gall to like reach out to you, the bravery, the courage, whatever you want to call it, um, to, to go and reach out to you, it just goes to show that we need to be opening our mouth all the time. We need to be sharing what we're doing with others all the time and sharing in the opportunity because um, people that need that, need those opportunities, um, you don't know who they are and there's no room for us to judge who those should be and who those shouldn't be. So, um, just 
go find your jewelries, I guess. Right, Jory? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. are out that. there. They're, they're definitely out there. You could definitely say that. Um, the mentality I have is if I can find 10 joys um, that just all they care about is, is winning and they're going to do whatever it takes to win, um, it's hard to find those people this day and age. They're out there. They're out there. They are, 100%. You just got to go open your mouth, right? Always be recruiting um, yep. in whatever you're doing. Yeah, I love that. So you've, you've built your wealth over the years. Um, was it always easy for you or tell me about kind of the beginnings of sales because you're used to running, you're a competitive guy. You, you know what it takes to compete, but tell me a little bit about that, that initial start. Yeah. No, I was the worst. I was probably (laughs) one of the worst ever. Um, not ever. I I survived the first summer. Uh, but I remember at the end of that summer, I think I funded 33, uh, alarm accounts. And, and so, um, that's not amazing. We all have, we all had those reps. We all had those reps yeah. that only did 30 to 50. That was like the moneymaker for companies. Yeah. Well, I, I got into extension and that's where I was able to make half the money I made in the summertime. <laughs> but I think, I think the turning point for me was I saw guys um, and gals making, you know, Two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year in this space, and so the mentality I had is, if someone else can do it, I can figure out how to do it. And after yes. my, yeah, after my, really, I didn't get really serious about it till my second or third summer. Um, you know, I did the traditional rep thing, made money, spent it all, got broke. Um, you know, asked for a sign on, did the same thing over <laughs> and over. Um, but right in the wave. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really got obsessed. I got obsessed with learning, um, how to be, um, the best, um, of myself. I got obsessed with, um, selling tactics, um, examining others as I matured in the space. And, uh, every day was how can I be better? How can I be yeah. better? How can I improve? And so, um, it became an obsession and because of that income started to double and triple over time. So this isn't, this isn't a natural gift that you had. You, <laughs> you struggled. Who were some of the, the people that really helped you take that next level? Yeah. So uh, or or, times. Or influences yeah. or anybody, really anything yeah. or any, anybody, I would love to hear that. Why? I hope, I hope uh, Brandon Reed and Corey Reed are listening because they were the managers and, you know, they didn't give up on me and they, they kept pushing me and they were, uh, they were, you know, my inspiration. I wanted to be like them, but I would probably say the game changer person is, would be uh, Anzac Kean. Yep. It makes Anzac Kean and, and Luke Toon, uh, yeah. who's one of the founders of, of Legacy. Uh, Anzac Kean, he told me to, yeah, he told me about Peak State but didn't tell me who it was from. He just said, stick out your chest, pound it and tell them that's what they're going to do. Yep. And, and I went out and did that. And the next, next thing I know, I, I take my sales from 10, 10, 15 a week, a month to 50 a month. And, um, and then I was thinking about leaving the space and becoming a firefighter because the family that saved me, like from not graduating, like me able to graduate school, you know, he was a firefighter and, 
and I had a leg up because he gave me a letter of reference, uh, reference and, and so I was about to be a firefighter, but I found this sweet honey hole. This guy named Luke Toon came through and did, and I was able to just switch all of his accounts. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that, that sparked, um, oh crap. You know, I, I went from 99 deals my best summer to 220, 206 funded the next summer. It's awesome. That, that's a lot of money. Um, for yeah. Those, for, I mean, f- have you been used to, you, you weren't used to that kind of money. I mean, you had earned it over time, but having that sort of kind of boost where you've earned that much in that short of time, was that new to you? Was it, how, how did you manage that? Uh, pretty well. I actually started managing that pretty well. Most people uh, would just go buy, you know, start buying stuff. They just what? buy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I did. I bought my first house, right? So, so I bought my first house, um, with that change, um, because I just, I lived paycheck to paycheck, um, for the first three years. And so, um, yeah, I bought my house I married my wife, um, had my first child. Um, and so, and then, and then, you know, three years later when I was 25, I bought my first house at 24. So, um, I kind of, I kind of blew a little more save, save, save. Um, I had to work on my credit because like every rep, um, I went and bought a really expensive car after my first summer, got it repoed, and my credit went from good to really bad. And I, you know, that's that's raw, that's real, and I never missed a payment since. Um, and so I had to focus on getting my credit up to be able to go buy a home, and eventually I got it up. When I was 23, and at 24, I was able to buy my first home and and you know have my my first child in my home. That's so cool, man. That is amazing. But it was it was like a, a five to six year just grinding out, um, you know, learning the process to get to that point. So I want to talk about that a little bit more, like what you do with your money. Um, you know, you've built some wealth over the years. This this engine and solar has been probably you know just a game changer for you. As much money you you can make in it, um, but. Tell me a little bit about that mindset behind letting your money doing doing what with your money, letting your money or work for you. That sort of mindset with you you get money put into your bank account. What do you do with it? Yeah. So the first thing I do with it is I look at it and I say that's cool, um, but then it's yep. like not really real because it's not actual cash value. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, is anybody that's looking into solar that's listening to this or are thinking about solar in the future, um, you know, I went from alarms to solar and I was able to, you know, take my income. I can talk about it because it was, it was a few years ago and the IRS already knows, but um, I was able to take my income from $154,000 to $275,000 in that, that same year I switched to solar. Jeez. So that was a shocker. And so I was able to build my dream home in South Carolina and then go buy my first investment property. But it was one of those TV moments where um, I, I went ahead and, you know, I, they went ahead, I went ahead and got pre-approved, et cetera. My realtor called me. I woke up from a nap on a Sunday. He called me and said, I need you here. Um, in one hour, I found this home. I, this is the best home you're going to get in the market. Come here. Let's put a full price asking offer that same day. And because I was already preparing for it. Um, yep. I was wishing it, thinking about it. I was able to go put a full price asking offer 
renovate the home and, and, um, and rent it out. So, um, I think they call it, um, B R R I think in sell where you buy it, you renovate it, rent it out, and then you sell it or, or refinance it. Yep. Um, and then from there I was able to go find a duplex and, and do the HGTV thing and, and renovate it and, yeah. and do the same thing, add the resale value or increased rents for a higher resale value or refinance value. Yep. Um, and I was, you know, I was, yeah, I still like my cars and things like that. So a little foolish there, but, um, but for the most part, I, I have the mindset is I want to be broke, but not really broke. And so every time I have a big lump sum of cash, um, I try to figure out what I need to live on. Um, now I'm not saying I go in and cut coupons out, you know, and, and I will, if I see a good coupon, but I don't go and plan my whole life around couponing or, you know, um, being a, a cheapskate. I still love life and hang out with my family and do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, kids are expensive. Kids are expensive, but I have the mentality of I, every year I try to go broke. And what I mean by that is every year I invest into something major. Uh, and so what that does is it forces me to go out and grind. Still hustle. It maintains that, gets you out of that level of, of comfort, that zone of comfort and gets you grinding still. I see that makes perfect sense. Yep. And so that's, I think that's how I've kind of, um, if you have heard of me, you know, you, you've probably seen that I continue to, to go out and sell and produce and, and, uh, I call it a general in, um, you know, the civil war, um, where they go out and they fight with their troops. Um, yep. and I'm the first one in, in battle and the last one to leave. And, and I do that, um, because if I'm not going to do it, how can I ask somebody to go out and do it? And I'm going to do it until, you know, I climb up the ladder so much that it's impossible with everything I need to do to help the company grow or I can't do anymore. But until then, if I have a waking moment, it will be done. Do you ever have people ask you like, Jory, when are you going to retire from sales? Like, why are you still doing sales? There's, are you, you know, you're, you're obviously pretty good at real estate. You, you know how it works. You know how to buy, renovate, cash flow, resale. Um, you've done that in the past. You're doing it now. Have you, have, have you ever had anybody ask you why are you, why are you still in sales? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, the installer on my 301st install today, it's like, Hey, you're pretty high up in the company. Why are you still out working, knocking on doors and, and enrolling families? And I say, yeah. why not? Right. Yep. Why not? And so, um, the mentality I have is, if you rely on someone else to make your money overrides or what you've built, whatever um, you're at mercy of them. And obviously we want to help grow and, and, and um, add value and push out responsibility for them to become the best version of themselves. Um, but all else fails. I no matter what happens, I can create my own destiny. Yeah. You're in control. And it's, it's addiction. <laughs> And it's addiction. Like I just want to win. Um, and I want to build organizations that, that are winning. And the mentality I have is I'm going to wreck the car or we're going to get first place. (laughs) 
Well, it reminds me a lot of that Will Smith video that I, I think a lot of people have and it floats around YouTube, but um, just I'm going to die trying. If, if, if it becomes, you know, between you and me running on a treadmill, I will win or I will die. And how, how has uh, mentors played a, a, a role in your life? Well, you know, I, you know, grow up in that small town where they, 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 uh, they were able to save me, you know, so I can graduate high school. I was able to, I had the privilege of running into uh, Milt Davis, who's no longer with us, may rest in peace, but he was part of the first ever AFC overtime game with Johnny Unitas. He was um, yep. a rookie, all-time rookie, 10 interceptions his first year. Um, and he, he quit the NFL in his prime. And he did it because he was African-Americans getting treated unfairly, separate hotels. Jim Crow was still there. And so um, he took a step back. But some of the lessons he told me were to persist with enthusiasm. Don't be afraid to fail. And don't let anybody put you in a box just because you look a certain way, color, creed. You have to do yeah. a certain um, – you have to do something certain. And so if that was true, I never in a million years um, would be – where I'm at or the opportunity to do what I do. Um, because when I first started this space in 2008, um, no offense, when I was in Utah, there wasn't a lot of African-Americans um, in this space. Yep. And so it's really cool to see the shift uh, now and it's way more popular and it's really cool um, to be able to see um, our industry involving. That's awesome. That is that's pretty, that's pretty cool that you're able to meet someone famous like that and have that, have them be such an intimate part of your life. Uh, you know, I, I think that's important to have people in your life that you can, you can reference from and, uh, that you can report to. And, you know, whether that be your spouse, your, your other half, your, your buddy in your office or wherever you're at, uh, your neighbor, your someone that's, someone that's close to you that you admire and respect at a deeper level than most, you can go to them and, and um, ask them for help and guidance and mentorship, have them counsel with you and uh, you know, tell them your life goals, tell them your life dreams and help, help yourself be accountable because if you can tell someone that you respect and admire what your goals are, you want, you don't want to let them down. You don't want yep. to discourage them um and or or feel discouraged by them because you don't want to let them down they you respect them that much to where you just want to live up to your to your yeah when you when you verbally say it um now they're they're now you're, you're held accountable yep yep what else do you do with your money you have uh so you do real estate you recently opened up a, a, a franchise, right? With your wife? Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, so I actually sold my, my real estate, my, my three doors and, you know, now I'm figuring out if I want to open up another franchise or, or, um, get an apartment complex. And those are, those are very interesting problems to have. Um, and I'm blessed to have those problems. Right. Um, but I remember when my problem was, oh crap, I got two garbage bags to my name and nowhere really to live. So, um, we've came a long ways. Um, but I, I fell in love with this concept called the joint chiropractic care. Um, 
it made yep. sense with our busy, busy career. You come in, there's no appointments, no insurance. You pay a monthly subscription, get four adjustments a month and on your time. And so when Legacy asked me to come to Florida, I still had the membership in South Carolina. And I realized the, um, the closest one is 45 minutes away. And I got sick wow. of trying to put it all together and, you know, revamp a, 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 uh, a market for us that wasn't very good. And, and so this is perfect timing. My wife was like, Hey, I want to get into the workforce. And I said, well, let's do that. I believe in, you know, Marco Simonis's people product process. I believe in the process of, um, the joint. I believed in the product of chiropractic care. Um, not only when you're injured and I believe in people, my wife. And so I said, why don't we get a franchise and you can run it um, instead so of cool. going in. Yeah. So they go and using your marketing degree and, uh, and she agreed and, and she, I think we, we've been live grand opening for, you know, I think all in all two months and, and she's doing really, really well. And, and I'm super proud of her. That's so awesome, man. So have you, have you guys, seen that that was tough to get into did you meet some challenges or has it been kind of yeah. easy sales yeah, no retail space is definitely challenging um there's a lot that you don't know about you know like how loan is structured and and yeah. uh retail and because when you're out door to door it's really simple you talk to the decision maker you make the deal and that's it trying to show your profit and loss and door to door trying to explain to you know uh, banks what door to door is it's it's very um interesting so, um, but I learned a lot in the process, um, and I'm really excited about the opportunity to be able to do another one or, um, or go ahead and buy an apartment complex. So what do you, what do you tell people that are in your downline in, in the people that follow you? You, you have, you have a, you have a following right now. It's, I mean, undisputed. It's, it's really cool to see. Uh, what you're doing in Florida there and, um, and what Thank you're doing you. in South Carolina, East coast, East coast is, uh, is getting, is getting the good, good stuff from you. What, um, what would you tell a new rep that's trying to figure out what they're, or someone that's getting into wealth? Um, yeah. what would you recommend them doing with their money? Um, as they get so, start getting familiar with how money works. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is um, don't tell yourself not to leverage yourself too crazy. Um, so the mentality I had going into it is I need to save every penny I possibly can and, and not, not do the unnecessary things once I got past that stage in my life. And so my job, you know, as a leader is to tell them, Hey dude, you don't need a, you don't need a second Tesla. Like you don't need that. Um, you know, you don't need a $60,000 car. A $20,000 car is, is good enough for right now. And those times will come. Um, and so, yeah, I'm blessed to work with some amazing people, some really mature people. Um, what I tell them is save your money, save it. Um, typically I try to say save 25, $25,000. Um, but if I was a new investor right now, I'm looking into, um, doing something to make sure that I'm recession proof. And that's what this is, is you want to make sure you're recession proof and you want to make sure that, um, if solar ends or alarms in or whatever your pest control ends, dish could definitely be ending. Um, when it ends that you're recession proof and, 
and not just knocking doors, you'll be recession proof then. But knowing that if I were to hang up my hat, that my family and I would be taken care of with our lifestyle and be able to continue to invest. And that's my ultimate goal um, by 40 is manage assets. And so the number one advice I'd give someone right now is go find an, uh, um, a duplex or a triplex or even a quadru- quadplex if you can. But duplex is more um, on the market, more common. And I would go find a duplex that needs some work do some of the work on and renovate one side and live in the other. Yep. And, um, and continue to renovate that as, um, someone else is paying for your mortgage. And if I wouldn't have had to have, well, not have, but I had a child, I would have done that thing. So I bought a home, but I could have bought a quadplex at that time for the same thing and been cash flow positive. And my wife and I could just went and renovated as we're doing it. So that's the number one advice I will tell somebody right now. If they want to get into investing, go live for free. Um, You can go put three and a half percent down and you literally can live for free. Somebody can pay your mortgage and then you can add equity um, after your late nights of, uh, of door knocking and, uh, and you can go and renovate that and refinance it or, sell it and go to the next stage of your life if you do it correctly and save a lot of money in the process. So cool. That's great advice. Do you, how much money do you have in reserves at any given time? Like what do you have six months, 12 months, three months? Like how, what's your kind of strategy savings? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the normal investor to have six months. Right, have six months of reserves. Take your take everything and, and times that by times that by six, and that's that's what you should have in your reserves, right? Um, typically, I I try to have a year in reserves, um, and that's that's because my wife is from Russia. She I love her. She comes from a different world, right? It's, you know, it's I don't think it's first world. I don't know, but um, you know, her grandma until the day she passed away didn't have uh, running running toilet right and so the kind of deal i made with my wife is i will have a year in reserves and uh, i will obviously approve i ask you for things and get approval for things um that i think are really good ideas yep and when i go i go hard like today in the last week has been one of the worst stock markets since i've been 18 years old and i went all in then i doubled down when it got worse yep. And, yep. and, and the normal person would say, well, you've lost a lot of money. And I've said, I've temporarily put it on hold and I will see what's going to happen in six months because I know no matter what I do, if you go take a hundred thousand dollars that can't confirm nor deny it's what I put in, but if you, you go take a hundred thousand dollars and you go put that in the bank in a savings account, you don't want to deal with mutual funds or anything else savings account matter what you do, right? No matter who you know, you'll be lucky, absolutely lucky to make a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars off that a hundred thousand dollars with our today's interest rate. Yeah. And I my whole life's been about risk, right? And so um I'm young enough to recover and so I'm gonna continue to risk. Um because when in ten years when I'm forty um, I want to be able to have multiple options. I do now, but my focus is, you know, risk things, um, invest, 
go all out on whatever I do in life. And, uh, and I think that's how people really get ahead is they don't play it super, super safe. Yep. I like that. Six months of reserves, anything extra is you're always considering what to do with it, how to, how to kind of make yourself go quote unquote broke to where, by the way, I love your hustle. I, lo- I love the, the hustle attitude that it is because if you're putting, if you're putting six months away, having that for a rainy day in case of a rip, in case you lose your job in case, case of injury, whatever, then you have that padding. And then on top of that, you're constantly thinking, okay, what do I do with this money to actually let it go work for me? Whether that be put it in a business, put it in a apartments, put it in the stock market, whatever that's, I love that mentality, man. Uh, yeah. Thank you, man. And, and, uh, if you want to be able to do those things, you have to go just work crazy hard and it has to be an obsession with what you're doing. And so, um, if you're in alarms, be a love, be in love with alarms. If you're in pests, be in love with pests. And, and if it ever becomes a job, you need to switch careers. You need to switch industries. If you want to stay in that space. Yeah. Be passionate about what you do. I think that's crucial. So I, th- I think too many of us live paycheck to paycheck. We, too many of us have this idea of like, Oh, cool. I've got a, I've got a good padding. Um, I'm good. I, I know this person that, uh, that says if, if my bank account goes below $40,000, I'm going to start, I'm going to go back to work, but he doesn't work if his bank account's over that 40 grand mark. I just think, how do we sell, how do we not sell ourselves short like that to where we have the mindset to keep hustling like you do, Jory? Like, how do you kind of manage that, I, that, that heart? I think it, it comes about, like, comes from how you were raised. And, and I was raised, you know, if there's $5,000 in the savings, like, that was really good. And, uh, and that was super impressive. And, and my grandma worked her whole life, you know, yeah. for that. And so, um, to that person that doesn't want to work with, there's $40,000 on the line, um, is the same person that's going to get into the stock market and it's crashing to pull all his money was more. Um, so to that person, I'm sorry, man, you're not living your life to your fullest advantage. Your refrigerator is full you need to figure out a way to redefine your savagery. Wow. Yeah, I love that. It's the constant hunger. It's the constant want and, and demand for more and pushing the status quo and, uh, and staying thirsty, thirsty for success and grow, growth. I think that's where you, you're different, Jory, and uh, a lot of people can learn from you and the fact that you're doing this not not for money. You're doing this for growth, for personal development, and to build your your future. Um, well, while why else are you know we on this earth? Um, I know everyone has a defined purpose, divine purpose in life, but um, I feel like there's there's 24 hours in a day, and there's a lot of hours if we're not wasting it. And so um, there's you can only hang out with, you know, I love my wife and we have my wife and kids for so long. They got work and they got school. Right. And so, um, what am I going to be doing, you know, for six, seven hours? I don't see them. Um, so I might as well do something productive. 
the ju the juice the jury's juice here yeah. it is encapsulated into one, yeah. one episode of the podcast i i've been nourished today my man i i thank you for your sweet sweet nuggets yeah so hey i'll i'll say this man um you know it sounds like we're wrapping this call and, and i'm i'm very grateful to be on the call and and it's crazy to think where i started to where we're at now um and it's only getting better so it's only getting stronger and so as you know we bring in other leaders and they raise their leadership lid we raise theirs um it's it's really awesome to see that um so i'll i'll, I'll want to end it with two things every year every year jesse itzler um says that you need to do something outside of work that gets you excited for the next you know year or or, or 365 days Yep. And so my challenge, everyone listening to this podcast is go find something outside of work. Obviously you're going to have your career goals, but go find something outside of work. That's going to keep you motivated for 365 days, um, outside of work. So you get up early, work out, whatever it needs to be, go do that. And the second thing is, I think if you're not in solar, if you're thinking about going to solar, if you're in solar, listen to my words very carefully. Um, we haven't had a stock market like this in, in 12 years. And you're seeing the average Joe just, just stress out. Right. And, and I think make really bad decisions. And so I think right now, I think in general, but I think right now is solar is probably the best investment that you can make. Whether you take money out of stocks, whether it goes down to zero or goes up to a million, people are still going to be buying electricity. So I think yep. right now in a time of uncertainty, solar is going to be even booming um, more than it ever has before because that's something that is going to be stable for them. They're going to know exactly what their ownership or leasing rate is. And it's going to be something they can fall back on, on this crazy time. And it's crazy to think that where we're at now, that solar would be the norm um, in our society. So if you're thinking about solar, thinking about making the jump over if you're in solar make the jump and then double down on your efforts over these next six months and i promise you yes. um you'll be out of position to go do what you want to do um and and life begins at a hundred thousand and i think life starts really getting good at you know 500 plus Amazing stuff, Jory. We appreciate your your wisdom and uh, your mindset of abundance. And in the midst of chaos out there today, with with pandemics, financial uh, financial disarray, uh, political political tearing. I mean, between it all, I mean, geez, you you really share a uh, an enlightenment that we need to stay grounded. We need to stay hungry. And we need to stay humble and remember, remember our upbringing. Remember our, remember the grateful things that that uh, give us what we what we need to drive us in our in our motivations every day. So we appreciate you, man. So if if some kid from small town Oregon with one stoplight, mother banned him, never knew his father, grandma um, kicked him out at sixteen barely graduated high school, took seven and a half years to get his four-year degree and has never used it, can do it, so can you. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. 
Well, let's end with that. Thank you, Jory. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Let's, let's go knock it out of the park today. And uh, we hope you guys uh, can still can follow Jory. Jory, just real quick, what's your uh, Instagram and any social media handles that we need to be aware of so we can follow yeah, you? Yeah, Facebook, Jory Sullivan, uh, Instagram um and snapchat i believe is at jory won't lose um or you yes. can find me on snapchat and it, um at j victory um that's just the mentality i have so jory i appreciate you guys lose. taking yeah i appreciate you guys taking time to listen to this um it's definitely humbling and a blessing and if you guys want to send me a pm feel free to send me a pm i'll answer everything um, I just, I just want to make sure whether you work with legacy, whether you know me, you work with me or not or whatever, I want to make sure that you're living life to your fullest and any advice I can give you, I will hundred percent give you because, um, in this life, if people wouldn't give me advice, um, I wouldn't be on this podcast nor I'd be a physician I am at legacy. So, um, we want to make sure that we share the wealth, um, and we want to make sure that everyone is, is achieving their dream because life is super short. 